0: Getting you set for the big game in Las Vegas. Here's Schlereth and Evans, presented by Smart Union Local Nine Sheet Metal Workers. Try Rank is our Denver 7 insider. He joins us right now on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. So some of the news yesterday, Troy, good morning by the way, uh, out of Vegas in the Super Bowl was that the NFLPA uh, feels satisfied With the resolution that they had regarding Russ and the Broncos and the the threat of benching if he didn't change the contract language, Uh, what more can you tell us about that?
1: Well, basically, that he wasn't benched during that time. I mean, it was over the, the dispute happened after the Chiefs game when the Broncos won. And that's when the situation arose during the bye week following that. Had they believed that the Broncos were benching him specifically because of the contract, I think there would have been further action. Just when they got the NFLPA involved, uh, that you know, kind of showed you know, the disappointment from usher Wilson's side. And there wasn't a benching then. I mean so I don't know I haven't talked to the NFLPA uh, yesterday about it, but that's how when it resolved is the fact that he wasn't specifically benched. He didn't he didn't end up getting benched. so in a sense it resolved itself. Had he been benched that following game, I think it was at Buffalo, then it would have been interesting to see what their action would have been. It still gets really difficult. Um, you know, even though this contract involved, a coach always has to write to bench a player based on performance. So that's where it gets tricky. But the resolution was he wasn't benched until at the end of the season. Troy, uh, any re- resolution? Is there
0: any salvaging of, of the relationship between the Broncos and Russell Wilson? Would there be any chance of him being back here as a quarterback in 2024? Is Is that a foregone conclusion that he's going to be gone?
1: Yeah, I don't see that. I never say never because of the NFL, weird things happen. It just doesn't see – it just doesn't make any sense. There's nothing that's going to change. You know, they left that door ajar, I think, to do it professionally in those last press conferences based on how it all went down initially. You know, had they had a chance to do it over again? They should have had Sean Payton speak to Russell Wilson directly to say, hey, I'm considering benching you rather than have it come first from the GM to the agent. That's where things got sideways. But I I just don't see it because of the fit. You know Sean Payton better than I do, Mark. He wants a quarterback that's one, two, three, ball out on time, run all the route tree and see, you know, read the defense at the line of scrimmage. And, you know, you have two plays, get into the right play. And he and Sean Payton clashed over that consistently. And the fact that they were terrible on third down, terrible in the red zone, specifically on first and goal, I don't see it. I don't see it. And I just think that uh, they'll move on. And it's it's the best situation for Russ because he can go somewhere and play for the minimum. I don't see a trade. He has a complete no-trade clause. But for Russ, it could benefit him. You don't want to be with another team necessarily, but he could pick his team as a free agent and go play for the minimum. That makes him a lot more attractive. His problem right now, more than anything, two things working against him, his age and his contract. When you remove one of those elements, suddenly he has a much better opportunity with Atlanta or with Pittsburgh or New England. He has a, because of the fact, he would probably be making veteran minimum.
0: Visiting with a Troy Rank, our Denver 7 insider, you mentioned age. Sean is 60. He has said that he feels the urgency to get 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 back, win another Super Bowl, and get into the the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Based on what you saw covering him this year, does he strike you as having, I guess, the patience to draft and work with a first-round quarterback?
1: I didn't think so early in the year, uh, but as the year went on, I think he understood the the gravity of what he walked into here, you know, the losing culture. Now you have eight years without the playoffs, seven straight losing seasons. It's not going to be a quick turnaround. If they were in the NFC, I'd say this is going to be, you could get back to being right in the mix uh, in a couple of years. The AFC makes that difficult because most of the best quarterbacks play in the AFC, and now you have Harbaugh with Andy Reid in your own division. It's just, the challenge is real. But do I think so? I mean, it feels like he does But we got to see it. I think the only time he's had a rookie quarterback start when he was a head coach was Ian Book. And that was during the COVID year uh, or during COVID. I mean, it wasn't because they had developed him. So it would be a new situation for Peyton. I do believe they have to walk away from this developing a long-term plan at quarterback. So you could bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, Sam Darnold, someone to... Compete with Jared Stidham, the winner of that battle makes the team. The other one gets cut, but then you have the rookie that you've drafted as the backup. They have to have a longer-term solution because we keep talking about, you know, the bridge guy, the bridge guy. I mean, that bridge now is the golden gate. I mean, at some point, there's got to be someone that you look at and go, okay, this guy's going to be our quarterback for several years. He's young. We love his upside. That's the one thing they really haven't tried because the Paxton Lynch thing never took hold. So, I believe he understands that this is not a quick fix, and he has to have the stomach, if you're looking at this realistically, to think about this as a five year thing total in terms of his. If you were thinking you were going to be in the Super Bowl in year three, I just don't see that right now in the AFC. Now, the NFL allows for quick turnarounds, but with quarterback uncertainty and Patrick Mahomes not going anywhere, the idea of getting to a Super Bowl, you have to be, for me, have a little broader vision. Troy,
0: uh, you. Just in regards to that that plan then at the quarterback position, do you see them drafting a quarterback at 12? I know we've talked about this. Do you think they dip into free agency? Like what, is, like, what is the plan? What do you think their plan should be, or what would your plan be if you were sitting in their situation knowing what you know?
1: Yeah, I don't know how much they like J.J. McCarthy. That's the key. Between J.J. McCarthy and Bo Nix, you might have to take them at 12 to assure you get them. If it's neither one of those guys, you could. For me, I'm not in love with either one of them, but I can understand where you could be. And I, I'm not in the rooms looking at you know all the film with them. If you want one of those, you might have to take him at 12. I believe in this draft, you could trade back from like 12 to 20 or 21. Get an offensive lineman, get an edge rusher. Then you pick up a second round pick, and early in the second round, Knicks could be available or Michael Penix. So now you address multiple needs and you get a quarterback that's just as good in my opinion in Penix but Penick's medical concerns are real. I mean, the guy missed, he ended four seasons hurt. He played six years of college. Four of them ended prematurely with two ACLs and a serious shoulder issue. So how he checks out at the combine is there. Then there's Michael Pratt from Tulane, who I know Sean Payton would know well from his days with the Saints and that intel he would have. But I would take one of them. I'm not, again, J.J. McCarthy, I do like his upside. I do. He just turned 21. He barely threw 25 times a game in college. You cannot convince me he would be ready to play next year and, oh. in Sean Payton's offense. That would take the following year. And that's fine if you see him as that guy that, hey, set a year, then the following year, you've got your guy. Okay. Uh, Bo Nix, again, terrible at Auburn for me. I watched a lot of his games. Really good at Oregon. Is he your guy? He checks a lot of boxes. So if it's one of those two, I think you have to take them, Mark, and you probably have to take them at 12. I don't know that either one would be available if you trade back. Okay, Troy, great stuff. Thank you, my man.
0: You got it. Troy Rank, our Denver 7 Insider on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. Coming up, we've got four down territory for you. Yeah, I'll give you Nathan McKinnon. I'll give you Kale McCarr, but I'll tell you who the numbers say clearly is the third most important avalanche. That's next.